This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline. It's a beautiful Sunday morning because there is football on the horizon. That means there's gambling, there's fantasy, and there's lots of money, hopefully, to put in our pockets. Before we get to that, I want to get to my partner in grind, the statistician, at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's up, Jerry? Did you have a nice Halloween, my man? Nice Halloween. Uh, the extra hour, I feel extremely refreshed. Yes. I'm hyped, man. I'm ready because... We need to be on game today. We need to be on point because it's a tough week. Yeah. So, everyone listening out there, we're going to do this together. 713-780-3776. This is Moneyline, Houston's biggest and baddest gambling fantasy show. And anything you want to get off your chest from the weekend because we know football happened, uh, college football happened yesterday. We know a little bit of UFC. We saw a boxing knockout, an uppercut for the ages. And if you were on either side of that, you have to get something off your chest. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter if you want to talk anything fantasy is your specific team this is the spot for you let's let us help you and that's what we try to do every single sunday hey it's gambling it's fantasy we're not always going to be right but yeah we're pretty good pretty good last week might have been my best week uh i was excited my put your name on it herbert went off off off, off man I, I had him in over on the passing yards on one and a half touchdown it was a really good week i was on the steelers too i just had a feeling that's one of those things I love. I love to use certain teams as a barometer. I saw how much the Titans struggled with the Texans, which told me to be on the Steelers, and that logic actually paid off this week. And we'll get to it. That Ravens-Steelers game, you kind of have a feeling about that one, right? Yeah, and that's the big marquee game this uh, this week. And the marquee producer this week is at Tyler Drew Scott. Tyler Cito, what's going on, my man? What up, dudes? It's just a fantasy football Sunday trying to yes, get sir. people on the right side because weather's going to play a big factor. I'm yeah. seeing 25-mile-per-hour winds. I always talk about when handicapping. You always – I've been in gambling uh, in sportsbooks before, and, and then the, the game will come on, and it'll be white out because of the snow. And then you see everybody running for their lives to go place the bet on the under. Don't play it like that. You saw last week, and I – we talked about Mahomes, and I told you in game sub, I forget what what was it, sub 35 or 40 degrees with X amount of inches of snow on the ground. The last seven that that's happened, Mahomes has been involved, I think, in four. He's over-exceeded expectations every time, dropping an average of 28.4 points of fantasy goodness. So it's not exactly the snow. Remember, think about it. If it's no wind involved, and we're just talking about snow or rain, something that, I guess, throws off your footing, let's say. 
what do you think who has the advantage? I would say the offensive player because the offensive player, a receiver, he knows where he's going. The other guy, he's having to guess, so he's having to catch his footing as far as guessing where your move is. I think that you get an advantage on the offensive side of the ball. Now, when you start talking wind, and that's what we have today, about four or five games with wind, and when people say wind, you ask yourself, what kind of wind? Because someone will say, 40-mile-per-hour wind, but then they'll say gust. Whenever they say sustained, that means it's going to stay there. And those are two big differences. Today, we're seeing sustained wins. We are. And for me, you want to look at what, what type of quarterback it is. If the guy has a big arm, you feel a little better about it. But the big thing is for your kickers, right? If you can get away from your kickers and those, win, and those wins this week, probably a good week to do it. And kicker is where you can run to the waiver wire and find somebody decent a lot of the time. So pay attention to your kickers this week. And pay attention to Josh anytime we're talking Texans games because I'm like 0 for 3, 0 for 4 on Texans games as far as, and you ask yourself, how's that? Because I keep backing them because it seems like the sharp move, and it's not. Don't listen to me on anything. I was driving home. It takes me about 45 minutes to drive home after the show. I, I, I was doing shaking my head basically the whole time. If anyone drove by me on the freeway, they're probably like, why is that guy shaking his head? Because I'm listening to the game, and I'm asking myself, why in the hell did I go against Aaron Rodgers here? Like, what in the hell? And then you knew Williams was going to do his thing. Yep. You just knew how that game was going to play out. And on the drive home, I knew by the time I got home, this is a wrap, but also had given out team total on the Packers because I knew they can score. Yes. So, again, make sure that you never listen to me on Texans games. But because they can listen to you this week on the Texans games. Yes. Because there isn't one. <laughs> there isn't a game. Your you book will miss. look exactly the same, your MyBookie account, as next week. So, I mean – if anything, well, we thought that, hey, a bye week is something, and then they came down with COVID, you know? So it's like, they can't even win on a bye week. They're getting fired on their day off. <laughs> exactly. No, that was the thing with – and I how wonder, do you – well, You bring up the COVID thing. I wonder how many of these guys, like, had vacations or something planned yeah. this week, and they had to cancel them because of that. Man, that's a good point. You know, with I wanted to ask you about this, Jerry. The reason why I was so confident in the Packers last week was because of – like pedigree in history. You know what I mean? As a Texans fan, I know every time they play the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they just get smoked. I mean, going back years. And I'm going back off of years to handicap a game, you know, last week. But I just knew, like, Rodgers always shreds them. How do you account for stuff that happens, like, over five, ten years versus kind of what's going on just this season? Like, how do you parse it, that? That's hard to because then you start having a – you have to uh, – I guess, minimize, okay, our coaching staff's the same, the quarterbacks, and then you start saying, well, it's not. But then you just know one thing being a Texans or being here in Houston, that anytime they go up against big quarterbacks, they yeah. finally got that off their back when they finally beat the Patriots last year. But other than that, you know big marquee games, that's what's going to happen. So then I started having deja vu that game, right, driving home, shaking my head. I got home, and I'm like, where have I seen this? And I started thinking – I saw this exact same movie go back years and think about a first quarter on a on a primetime game when the Packers came into this stadium here and Watt got a sack and did the di double discount. You know, he did the yeah. discount double take, and then Rodgers threw six touchdowns, six. I ended up looking it up because I was like, man, I remember him doing that discount double take, and then I looked it up. And then I was like, damn, Rodgers had six touchdowns that night. He had like a 103 passer rating. <laughs> I said, that's where I remember this. 
and I didn't remember before punching the bet. I went against them. Uh, where, did, where else did I take them? I, I, in the Steelers game, I took them. I mean, I've taken them all in the wrong spots because it seems like the sharp side. But the sharp side was the Cleveland Browns the last four years before, you know, they started getting the, the hype with Mayfield. Before that, the last four or five years, all the professional betters would be like, man, that's a sharp side taking taking the Browns plus 14 and then the Browns at the end of the games how many times were they had where they were where they were fumbling to the house to end the games because they were and, and then they were never covered it's sharp side's not always right sometimes the sharp side just means the dude walks into a casino and he has big pockets right and he's just like man I don't care I'm ready to throw 100 racks around that 100 racks is going to move the line just as good as to somebody like me that's dropping 500 on a game maybe and then saying man he's a better better he's a better gambler than him but his pockets are actually going to move that line and let's talk about the square bet sometimes being the right bet. Yeah. Remember before the season, Tampa Bay, let's Jerry talk was about on, Yeah, that, man. Jerry was on the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl let's and he, he let people talk him out of it and he is look at him. He's still regretting man, it. Right I didn't now. sleep one of the nights this week, honestly. My wife's gonna tell you, like I, I, I literally like I, I I'm a gambler, man. I'm a I'm a lunatic gambler. I had cold sweats, man, thinking about it. I told you guys on this particular on these airways, on this show preseason i even called josh before i was going to do it okay so the bet was that tampa bay was going to win the super bowl right but again i don't think that they're going to win the super bowl i just knew one thing in my mind that they were 12 to 1 before the season started i was going to throw somewhere around three to five thousand on that for them to win the super bowl with the uh plan that 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 ticket would gain equity so okay five thousand just to have a round number at 12, you win in 60. So now I have a $60,000 ticket on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. If you go look at Tampa Bay right now, log into your my bookie, they're at 6 to 1. So then there's somebody out there right now knowing that they're about to get Antonio Brown. Now they're catching on to the hype. I'm going to go bet Tom Brady. I could have sold them that ticket on prop swap. That's what everyone's doing now. So you can, I could have sold that $60,000 ticket right now. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think that the odds on them are going to get better, which I was right. They're playing the Giants this week, which they're going to get even better. So someone's going to go up there and say, man, I want to throw X amount of money on the Bucks. They're going to buy my ticket. I'm going to get them better. I'm going to give them 8 to 1 instead of the 6 to 1 that the book would get them. I could have sold that ticket literally right now for about twenty five, thirty thousand. I, I could have took that twenty five, put it in my pocket, and I don't even care about the bucks anymore for the rest of the season. But instead, here I am talking about it. I, I talked to Josh before the show, and I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm aggravated, honestly, about it. Don't ever go against what you know. Like if you know, hey, I don't know, I don't, I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl. No, I'm not. I don't. But I know that for a fact that that their odds are going to be better than twelve to one. I know for a fact that if any free agent out on the market or anybody that doesn't have a team can join a team, and I know Brady's willing to take chances. What happened? Fournette first time he hit the market, where'd he go? Boom, Tampa. Antonio Brown's coming back. Where'd he go? Boom, Tampa. Things that we talked about. Look where I'm at on the sideline looking at people eating. Don't be Jerry. <laughs> That's the thing. You want to you go with your gut. And we talked about this before the show, too. I've made a lot of money off of Tom Brady. I, I don't bet against that guy because more times than not, he comes through. So is it Brady falling off a cliff or is it that the t- Patriots didn't have any kind of weapons? Look at what their Patriots are Pete. now. <laughs> They're all <laughs> breaking down. I mean, you see Edelman. He just yeah. had surgery this week, so Nikhil Harry can't get out there. Yeah. Now look at the guys they got. Damien Harris, their lead back in preseason, quote unquote, is I mean he's been banged up, and you can't trust any of these guys to have two good games back to back. No, and Cam, just look at him throwing, trying to throw a pass. 
Like he's like tucking his chin into his shoulder. He looks he looks nuts out there. It's just we knew he wasn't a precision passer. We knew oh. that, right? We knew that his running ability, athletic traits, uh, ultimately led him to being a weapon, right? So, but now in an offense that first they're switching, they're switching completely offense, right? McDaniel's is switching. Now they're going from a precision passer, though, someone from Brady that can make the throws. He can throw you open to Cam that he's trying to throw these guys open, and they're not skilled. At least the other weapons he's had throughout his life, there were guys that had more athletic ability. I'm not going to say they were better better weapons than Edelman, but I'm not going to say they weren't. I'm not going to say Steve Smith. I'm not going to say Olsen at his time wasn't better than he has now. At this point, he's looking out there like, man, I'm not that great of a precision passer, and I'm having to throw these guys open. And last year, like you said, they had the least separation from wide receivers of any team. So they're not you're having to throw them open, and there's nobody to throw it to. I'm not that great. Now you're seeing what happens. These are the results. Yeah, that was the PFF stat was they had the least amount of separation. And remember when when the Patriots were playing the Texans, remember Brady on the sidelines yelling at his receivers, like, get guys, get open, get some separation. Brady knew there was a problem. That's why he's in Tampa. And now he's dropping 50-yard bread baskets into Scotty Miller's. We knew. Remember, yes. what? I, I didn't even know who Scotty Miller was. All I had to do was a quick Google. I saw the picture. Profile pick. That's he a Brady fit the receiver. profile of a Brady receiver. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to leave you with a few more hours, or let's say a little less than a few hours of nothing but winning Fantasy picks, gambling, a little bit of Tyler Cito's good music. It's a Sunday morning party here. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. When I came in the dough, I said it before. I never fuck what I no more. I do. ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. How does, how does the remix of this go? Uh, doing it all for the fantasy players all around the world. Here we go. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 on Twitter. Shout out to everyone on Twitch. Trying to get to all of your questions. Let's start right here with Titan Hugo. So you know there's a little bit of of lean to his Titans, and he's still asking you, will it be Big Ben, Tannehill, or Lamar Jackson today? I just I can't get away from Lamar Jackson. I know the matchup isn't great, but that's where I would go. I like Tannehill a lot more until we found out the weather was so bad. So for me, and we're getting to that time of year where you know it's it's halfway through the season pretty much for fantasy. You can't you don't want a stinker. So I'm going with Lamar. You drafted him where you did, use him. Shout out again to everyone on Twitter. Evil Hojo, a Cowboys fan. And then that brings me to my next Cowboys fan that says, put the house on Philly. I told you last week to bet the house on the Packers. If you got a Cowboys fan telling you to put the house on Philly, he's putting his house on Philly. The kids can't even live there right now during the game. Until the game's over, you either move in or you stay out. And that's what Dr. Dre on 290 says. We're staying out for the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade after this. Yeah, we're moving on up, Jerry. And Look, I'm with him. I love Carson Wentz this week. Why not? The, the Cowboys, they just look terrible. How bad, though? Is 11 and a half points bad? I think I, I, I think so, to be honest with you. I, rest in peace almost to Andy Dalton. Let's talk about that, oh man. Like God. I saw, who was it that I saw get hit? 
Maybe was it on the was it Bridgewater on Thursday? Someone got hit on Thursday and it wasn't even that yeah. crucial. You saw everybody like it's a war. You saw Dalton and, and and guys were walking off the field like just just doing their own thing. I'm sitting there praying, you know, for the red rifle. I'm thinking this is bad. And then you saw him just cringing and you're thinking, wow, that's I don't know how was it Boston? I don't know how he's not in county jail for for 14 days, 30 hours community service. No, that that was scary, man. And you notice like. None of his teammates really did anything or said they're anything. Out. Yeah, they're okay. checked out. So let's talk about that aspect before we get into game. So how do you keep your team engaged if you are, let's say, the Texans organization from the coaching standpoint? How do you keep those players engaged? How do you keep the Falcons players engaged? How do you do that being where you are now? Teams that maybe the Texans had somewhat more expectancy obviously right they there was there was some kind of bright outlook from this receiving core the new look right or the Falcons at least that they still have somewhat of a Matt Ryan's back end of his career a healthy offense or or win healthy an explosive offense picked up a big tight end the number one tight end on the market picked up Gurley hoping that they could revive him but now that it's over, how do you keep them engaged going from week to week? Because if you look at the Falcons, they got to look at themselves and say, man, we should have at least two, three more wins. Another way they lost last week, they found a way. Gurley can't get into the end zone another way. That so, was terrible. So what do you do at this point? What do you do if you're the Texans head coach right now? You're going into the locker room. You're looking, and it's not the, the music's not playing as loud. You know, everyone's in there kind of to their own locker room, and you're thinking, man, I just don't feel it. It's tricky, right, where – I think you hit on it with the Falcons. They were in a lot of these games. They just blew them late. So they have talent on that team. With the Texans, they're just not a good football team. I think three of those games, they had like a ninety. They had at least a ninety-five percent win probability, and they lost three of those. And like I mean, that's insane. It it's goes insane. back to that Super Bowl, right? Like that has marked them as the the choking team. And that after that, that should have been started maybe not that game because once you went, once you once you have success and you make it to Super Bowls and you and, and Matt Ryan was doing his thing, Quinn that gave him I guess a safety net. Yeah, but that safety net is plummet. I mean, there was holes all in it. I mean, this circus can't go on any longer. I People- will I will say what might keep some of these guys playing is their. Their incentives, their contract incentives. Yeah, you, uh, that's a great with Gurley. I think part of the reason why he may have gone into the end zone accidentally was because he has a touch a touchdown incentive. And I heard that on uh, the Pardon My Take podcast, and like they they took a look into what he his contract had. And I think if he scores thirteen touchdowns, he gets like a million or one point five or something like that, or. And, n- Maybe not a million, but it'll it'll bump him up to a million or an extra. But and and that's the thing. So as a coach right now, and how do you, you just tell him, hey, there's tape. I mean, everything you do right now, whether you don't like me as a coach, whatever it is. And, and like I was telling Josh, I was listening to Mike Lombardi, and he said it. Like, I've been in locker rooms, and you have to talk to these guys like – you have to let them know whether you like me or whatever the case is. There's tape on you. This is an audition. Whether you're here on this in this organization, the next coach, he's going to look and say, well, who do I have? What kind of tools do I have at my disposal? This guy quit. This guy quit. So you think that he's going to automatically put you up there and say, man, this is the guy I want leading this team. That's one thing. And at the end of the day, these are professionals. They have to produce incentives. Little things that these guys still have. Now, in gambling, we do use the term the gambling or the, the dream crusher situation. That usually comes after one team knows that they have to win the last four games of the season to get in. And then they get 
to that they win one, and then that next one they lose all of a sudden. Now there's still two games left, but they're mathematically out. It's usually that very next game that is called a dream crusher. The, the hopes of actually accomplishing something that was a goal is not no longer in sight. So then, okay, they might play down a little. But right now, where it's been dream crushed for three, a few weeks now on both of these teams and having their the rip, their hearts ripped out the way that Atlanta has, being basically secured the games and blowing them on their own by their own selves. I mean, blowing 30-point leads to the Cowboys or, you know, whatever, 27, whatever it was. You, They have to get up. They have to. Now, you ask yourself, do they have the leaders to do it? Well, both guys have quarterbacks that are considered leaders. We'll see what happens next week because, in particular in the Texans situation, we've seen that if there was a three-yard sprint, like if there was a, a contest in the three-yard dash, David Johnson's your guy. <laughs> you know, in the strictly three-yard dash, not the five, not the seven, not the ten. Well, for sure, let's not talk hundred-yard dashes. God but God. if you're talking about a three-yard dash, David Johnson might be the best at three-yard gains. And who could have seen that coming? Who could have seen that that was a bad trade? How about the entire world except for Bill (laughs) O'Brien? My Lord, he's been awful. And, you know, to your point about giving up, I think for the Texans losing that close overtime game against the Titans, because you could have made an argument like, hey, the the tough part of our schedule is behind us. The Texans can get on a roll. Maybe they can get one of those extra playoff spots. But after you lose that overtime game to the Titans, and then Roby goes down in the first quarter. That was it. You know, that was it. Curtains right there. Violins. Yeah, Violins yeah. started playing. I was listening yeah. to the game with the volume down and violins up. That's, that, that was it. <laughs> but, okay, so where do we go with Watson? Because the, the, the talk of a lot of empty stats are on those, on those box scores. Yes. And some arguing they're not. So I went and looked it up myself, and I, I, didn't even want, I don't even want to jump off sides, you know, because I know I know both sides are going at it on this. I'm like, man, let me look this up myself. Yeah, they're empty stats. They are. I'm telling you right now. I looked at his. Just go right now while you have time before kickoff. Go to ESPN Advanced Stats. Go to um, splits on Watson and go look at what he does in the fourth quarter. Go look at what he does. It gives you all that by quarter. It gives it to you by um, margin of score when they're uh, within three points, within seven points, and it shows you everything you need to know is right there. I don't need to beat it into your head, but it, I mean, it is what it is. But I guess we're—I'm not going to say stuck because when you use stuck, it's usually in a bad predicament. I'm not going to say you're stuck with with what you got, but you're stuck with having to make decisions to put better weapons around him to bring the best of his attributes out because right now it ain't it it's not and what's disappointing with Deshaun is we talked about on the show last week Greg Cosell from NFL Films said his performance in the Titans game was maybe and he's seen every single game Deshaun's played in pro football he said maybe that's the best he's ever looked he was that good against the Titans and then you see him against the Packers and you're right a lot of those points that he's putting because you're like wow he had 300 yards he had a couple touchdowns he must have had a good game None of those plays were made when the game was close and they had a chance to win. That's in the third and fourth quarter where, you know, he's seeing prevent defenses because the other team's up by a lot and they're just letting him, you know, march right down the field. And we saw that with Bill O'Brien too, right? He'd be like, well, we were actually in that game. No, you weren't. At the very end of the game, you scored a meaningless touchdown and made it look like the game was closer than it really was. But the other team's up by a couple scores. They're, They're letting you score because the clock is the real enemy at that point. So, yeah, you're right. They're empty stats. And if you start looking at empty stats, something you could do is go to my bookie, and then 
if you know that there's empty stats and you know that they're going to play from that, that's where he gets his numbers, then start maybe live betting because my bookie gives you those options. They do. My bookie's really the best. And the live betting is something that I enjoy the most. And here's why I can be anywhere and I just have to pull up my phone. Go to mybookie.ag. I can get a live bet in. If maybe the 3 o'clock games are starting here in just a little bit and you know I didn't get a bet in earlier, I can do it now. And the great thing about MyBookie is they have everything. You know, If you want to bet UFC, you want to bet baseball, basketball, whatever, I know it's not those seasons anymore, but they're coming back. Looks like the NBA could be back here around Christmas time. So you want to open up your MyBookie account now. Go to mybookie.ag. You're going to put in promo code RADIO, and then they will match your deposit. There's a lot of football left. This is a great time to open up your account, put in 100 bucks. They'll match it 100 Then you got $200 to gamble with for the rest of the season. And, and that's what you want to do, guys. MyBookie.ag, promo code RADIO. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie. ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open for you if you have any kind of fantasy questions, anything gambling, anything you want to boast on. If you hit a big bet yesterday, go ahead and share it with the Moneyliners here so we can give you a round of applause. Again, 713-780-3776. Our man Lamont wants to know, and I'm trying to see if I'm uh, if what, what he's asking. I think he wants to know who are the top five scoring QBs as thus far. Josh got that for you. Yeah, it's uh, and this is in four-point passing touchdown leagues. But, yeah, number one, and this is not per game. It's just on the season total. Number one's Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Deshaun Watson. So, And you have to account for bye weeks, right? Some guys have had their bye. Some guys haven't. As, as for if he's asking for this week or anyone else out there, let me give you the way that I have him ranked. And not just because they this guy's going to outscore this guy necessarily, but this guy's prices on, 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 on daily fantasy as to what his projections are. This is where you're getting the most value. And the most value today comes from Jimmy Garoppolo. You're getting about 3.5 DraftKings value. Then it goes Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Tannehill, Burrow, Stafford. And I want to ask you a couple of these guys because, okay, we know Garoppolo is supposed to be in the shootout with Russell Wilson. They're one and two. But what do you do with Mahomes? And I guess we'll get into that from a whole fantasy perspective right after. In a game that's projected to be a blowout, we have a historical, one of the historical 20-point spreads. Mm -hmm. What do you do in a game like this that what if it's a blowout? Do you think when do the Chiefs let off the gas? When do you start not getting the maxim or maximizing your chances at points with your quarterback? For me, I think I think Mahomes has kind of not been just fantastic the last few weeks. You know, it hasn't been perfect for them. So I feel like this maybe is a get-right game for the Chiefs' offense where Andy Reid just lets Mahomes go out there and just bomb it all over the field. So I'd feel very confident about Mahomes this week. And I get your point. They might be up, you know, really big. Could be that Le'Veon Bell revenge game. You know, that could be a thing too. But I think it's a get-right game for the for the uh, Chiefs' offense this week against the Jets. I Fire them all up. Okay. Well, let's start right there. Let's get into that game because some are going to say that it's the revenge factor, right? If we're we're talking about a 20-point spread and say the Chiefs do end up 
getting a 20-point lead, 25, 27. It's third quarter. They've got 30 points, whatever it is. Does Le'Veon Bell start getting the ball? Just a, a few more extra touches. We saw that he was on the field. After the third quarter of last week's game, him and Hilaire had the same amount of touches. Just think about that. After the third quarter of last week's game, in a game that we didn't know what Le'Veon Bell was going to be, they had the exact same amount of touches. What do we get this week, Josh? For me, you're starting CEH every week. Got you know, to. I mean, he, he's your guy. He's the main dude. But, man, this feels like a revenge game. If I had to, you know, gun to my head, Le'Veon Bell's going to score a touchdown today. I mean, that that's going to happen. I mean, I know Tyler's a big fantasy football guy. Do you believe in the revenge factor, Tyler? With with Le'Veon, I don't know. With this game, maybe not. I, I just think that Chiefs are probably just going to hold him down and – He'll probably get more touches just because they are going to be in the lead. And eventually they may just take CEH out and leave Bell in and just let him work, maybe fourth quarter or whatever. But I I don't know that it's necessarily a revenge game. Like, he didn't really – there's no know. like history there, really. Yeah, yeah you're right. like it, maybe if they were playing the Steelers, sure. But with the Jets, like he was only there for a short amount of time. It wasn't like he didn't do anything great it, to be known as like a Jet or the Jet, you know. So I don't think it's really a, a revenge game. In all reality, let's let's rephrase this. This is not a revenge game. This should be a thank you game because he <laughs> should be thanking the Jets for giving him the guaranteed money, money that no one else wanted to give him, the yeah. money that the Steelers wouldn't give him, and they gave him. So in other words, this is a thank you game from Le'Veon Bell thanking the organization that gave him that guaranteed money. Here we are. And also, I don't really, when you look at revenge factors and, 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 and whatnot, you have to look at how petty is the uh, the coach. Like, how petty is Andy Reid? I don't really think he's going to be petty. He's a champion. That's a championship team. That's a Super Bowl champion. He's not worried about Le'Veon Bells. He might be even had a little pregame talk to him. Like, I know that you're feeling a little juice today, maybe a little bit, because that's your team or whatever the case is. Hey, we're not going to do all that. We're going to beat him up 20 points. We're out of here. We got bigger picture. We got bigger fish to fry. He hates Adam Gase, though. We remember them going Who doesn't? back. Yeah, I know, right? His brother, is, <laughs> his kids hate him. Wife hates him. And Jets fans hate Adam Gase, too. That's for sure. So I think there is maybe something to that. Because remember that stuff on Twitter where Gase was saying that, you know, he had a hamstring injury and then Le'Veon went on Twitter and said, my hamstring's Who, fine. Me? Yeah. And then he ended up hurting his hamstring. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it Dude, does, that's a wreck over there. Yeah, it, it is a, a total mess. So I, I think Patrick Mahomes goes off. You're starting all your Chiefs. The guys I worry about is, you know, Robinson and Nicole Hardman. You just don't know which one of those guys is going to do anything from week to week. How about Hill, a guy that quietly hasn't surpassed 100 yards this season? And that's crazy to me. But because he's usually, okay, because he's usually a PP, in PPR, you usually, he's usually the best in standard, right? Yes. So though in standard, he was so good because his yards made up for the lack of catches and then sometimes it's touchdown. But what, what do you do right now if you don't have him? Are you a seller on him right now if you own Tyreek Hill in fantasy? No. I, I think he's a guy that he's going to, get your value eventually i just i don't know how much the chiefs have really been challenged and they have so many options that you know i i feel like as the season comes along i think it's almost like a sorry it's almost like a patriots problem like you don't know who's going to go off for the chiefs yes that's true and that's what's tricky about it the good thing about kelsey is you lock him in every week every single week you know that he's going to get his but then again we talk about when do they pull the horses back like when do you see the backup come back in if, if at any is it in the th- 
if the if the if the Chiefs are up, let's say twenty four points at half, and they come out and they score a touchdown or you know two touchdowns real quick, and it's now we're in the thirties. Do you get because then you're talking about a fourth quarter of what Tyler said of Le'Veon Bell? That's an extra six touches, at least seven, right? Three yards of carry, four yards of carry. Now you got an extra two and a half points. That's money in there to be had. Uh, conversely, though, who's going to be on the Jets' side? Because if they're playing down 20, 25, someone's catching the ball. Is it going to be Mims? Is it going to be Barrios? One of those guys has to catch the ball. They do. I just I don't want any piece of the Jets' offense. You know what I mean? I, I get it if you're desperate. You know, maybe throw a dart with one of those guys. But no thank you. No thank you. Let's go to the next game. What All you right. got? Let's move it along, guys. Let's get to this. Here's a game I'm actually on. I I bet money on this one. It's the Colts visiting the Lions, and I kind of like Detroit plus the points here. I just I don't feel like the Colts have played a lot of great teams. That's where I'll start because that's exactly where I think that we start this handicap. How good are the Colts? I know how good the, the, the Lions are or how average they can be at times. I know that they have their troubles, but I know that they've been a different team since uh, Kenny G came back. Yes. That's a big um, Kenny G, the free agent next year. Go ahead and get him. Yeah, Jackson. that Kenny G. He's going to command big money, though. That guy, he's going to get paid now. Deservedly so, though. I think that three points is is about right where this game should be. I don't believe so much in that Colts team. I don't. This is a blow-up spot for Taylor, though, this weekend. Yeah. This, now, we always talked about how in the first few weeks, he wasn't really involved in the pass catching. Last week, he had the most targets and, I believe, catches, receptions. This season, they're trying to get him to be on the field permanently. They need, they want him to, although they have other running backs that are serviceable, or in Hines at least, that he's a specialist in his particular, uh, uh, what he's good at. But at this point, Taylor is a blow-up spot. When I talk about DraftKings value, he's a top three running back this week as far as that. No, I love it. And that's the thing, right, is his numbers haven't been great. I'm sure a lot of his fantasy owners are a little disappointed. Not a lot, but a little. But that's because of usage. They're going to use them a lot more going forward. And let's face it, you don't want the offense relying on you know Phil Rivers at this point in his career. You want to lean on Taylor. I think they do that this week. And what about Swift for the Lions? Like He's really starting to get going, too. And that's the thing. So now when you have – okay, so that's how this game needs to be. Whenever I'm watching him and, and, and I'm doing live betting, I don't know why I tell you all my tricks out here, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go broke turning out tricks. But check it out. If – like a team like, okay, Swift and Peterson, these are two extremely different runners, right? When you got Peterson in there, and then they usually allow him about like a whole drive to give, because Swift is not that 30, you know, 25 touch guy. He's not yet. So whenever you have Peterson, what do they do? You know that he's like a, a three, four yard carry guy, and it makes drives longer. So whenever you know that you're going to get a drive of Peterson that might not, and you start saying, man, this if it doesn't end up in seven, and the, and, the, and the projections haven't moved. I know this, This when Peterson, those drives are a little bit longer. I can gain about a point and a half on, on the over-unders. I'm telling you, look at that. When you have two, uh, two, two uh, a running back by committee that has two primary backs that, that are going to share, and they're two different type of backs. Always think of that because when Swift in, they, they use the intermediate pass game to them, which moves the chains faster, quicker drives. I've looked at their stats, and it's about a minute and 45 seconds, a little bit over that, of, of the time of difference that they in, in scoring drives. So, again, if you know that Peterson's in and you want to shave off a little bit of that, say, man, I'm going to hit the under now, go ahead and hit it, because if especially if they don't score. Those are tricks of the trade, I tell you. Man, that's a good one right there. Is, we're talking about scoring. What do you think is, as far as the total? It's at 49 and a half. Is that about right? I think it's about right. Uh, the Colts are going to have time, right? I don't know how much we trust Rivers. How much can we trust Hilton? 
Are we? Oh. He's out there. He's getting dropped in fantasy league. Yeah, he's droppable for sure. Yeah. What, I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, But you know someone else, they're looking at, at the free agents. T.Y. They're doing the T.Y. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton. I mean, well, he hasn't got into the end zone. Like, oh. I mean, his grandma was mad at him. Remember, his grandma said, uh, he said she called him and said, I don't even recognize you out there, baby. Well, Who are you? And that's, and as, you know, people that watch a lot of Texans games, me, we look at T.Y. Hilton a lot different. He's the guy that dropped killer. 200 yards on yes. you in one game. But I just don't think with Rivers' arm at this point in his career that it's a good fit. And, and Hilton, I think, is going to be a free agent next year. He's he's on the wrong side of 30. You know, maybe he's losing a little bit. How about Pittman? And he's coming back from injury. Exactly. He's that big body guy. Kind of reminds me of, you know, when Vincent Jackson was with Rivers back in the day. So that would make some sense. Maybe he gets going. But outside of Taylor, I don't feel good about the Colts' offense. I don't feel good that great about this game. I do have a little bit of money on the Lions plus three. That Me is too. a private play. I'm going to go ahead and get it, but uh, I'm not going too much into depth about because a lot of people are saying, man, go ahead and just tease this. Get the Lions to 10. This line's about right. Anything inside double digits, you're good on a teaser. That could be another option. The only option for you, though, is to stick around with us for the next hour and 15 minutes because you know what's coming up at 11. It's... Do you want to get flexy with Josh Jordan on a Sunday morning? It's Money on My Mind with Jerry Bow. It's Tyler Cito with the best jams in Houston on a Sunday morning on ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Let me give you a few line moves that I'm seeing move before my eyes. It's like magic. And I'm seeing magic in the form of money coming in, I guess, because Seattle has moved down from the key number of three to minus one. And that's at the book I'm looking at right now. Again, it depends at your book. But if it's happening on this book, this is a a pretty popular one. Expect the line move coming. So if you wanted Seattle and if you look right now, if you log on and it says three, take it now because it's probably going to dip. Same thing in the Steelers game. It was at four all week at the key number. Now it's at three and a half. Money coming in on the Steelers. Ooh, let's talk about that Steelers game a little bit. Before the the show, you you said you kind of like one side. What do you think about this one? Being a, a Pittsburgh fan over the years, you know that the black and blue division, right? This is the individual. This is the black and blue game, right? This is what, why that division even has that name. Obviously, it wasn't from the Bengals and the Browns, okay? <laughs> so when we talk about black and blue, it's exactly this. It, it got a game that I was accustomed over like nine matchups. I believe eight of them finished within a field goal. That's what it was. But yeah, times have changed. Those were those Suggs matchups and whatnot. Yep. Times have changed. But what has changed from Lamar Jackson last season to this year, I think he's took a step back rather than a step forward. If you look at this game, whenever the season started, you can bet week 7, 8, 9, 10, there's look-ahead lines. Nothing has changed. This this was a four-point spread. So you're telling me that no perception, the Steelers aren't perceived to be better right now than what we thought they were? I think they are. I didn't think they were going to be this. And I don't think that the Ravens should be looked at it in the same light that we thought that, that Jackson was going to step 
forward as a passer because he's still not that. He's still not a guy that could throw outside the numbers. So then let's talk about the Steelers in particular, that defense. Well, now, yes, they lost Devin Bush. We know that, okay? So then how good do the Steelers have? And when you say, well, how are they going to stop Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I can tell you how. Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt on the linebackers. And then they got Cam Hayward up top. That's how you stop Jackson, a team that has speed, a team that has smarts, and a team that has defenders on the backside that the linebackers don't have to make up for. The linebackers have their objective, their assignments. You do you, I got me, I trust. That's what's going to happen today. I believe that this should stay inside four. No, I, I think it's these are always close games, typically, between these two teams. It's That's just how it works. And, you know, if you're thinking about Lamar Jackson this week, I'm a big you know, I say start your studs. You know, sometimes you have those bad matchups, but for the most part, I start my studs. I'm still rolling with Jackson. Now, I lower my expectations a little bit, right? I don't think he's going to have a huge game, but I don't think he's a guy that you get away from this week. So that's just me with this one. I, I kind of like the Steelers plus the points here. And go into what Josh says. Maybe not go away from your stud, but say you have him and Brown or something. Maybe saying, you know, let me take away the risk. Yes, I could hit the double-double on him, right. but if he does end up going to him, I'm still getting my Lamar points, and then my my, my floor becomes lower. Like, I, I know that, okay, I, I, I got this pretty much sewed up. Now, if it's a week where you say, man, I'm projected to get blasted, and then you're already losing from Thursday night, and you're thinking, I need ceilings here. I'm sorry, Lamar. And by no means am I saying Vince Lamar because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I got the vision that Lamar is going to break one long one at one point because the Steelers are aggressive. They do overcommit. Yeah. That's why they get so much tackled for losses. All it takes is that one bad one, and he's gone. I think it does happen. But ultimately, I think the Steelers get theirs. Which Steeler receiver is it going to be today? Because we know that uh, it's going to be Humphrey on the slot. With Juju, okay, and that's where Humphrey stays most of the time. Okay, so then who's it going to be on the outside? Because it's been going Claypool. It's been going Deontay Johnson. And so then last week, they, the defense of the Titans went all against Claypool. They were all in on him, shadowing him everywhere. You saw Johnson went off. Who is it this week? I'm, I'm with Deontay Johnson. It seems like when he's healthy, that's the guy that Ben likes to get the ball to. He trusts him. He does, and he's a talented guy. Yeah, I mean, how do the Steelers get so lucky? Or, or I'm not going to say lucky. How do the Steelers know how to draft receivers so well? Because, okay, look on the other side. Brown is one of the first ones they finally hit on as far as the Ravens. If you look at their draft history the last, like, seven years, they've tried to get receivers left and right. They've tried experiments, and none of it's worked. They've got Des Bryant on their practice squad. I mean, that's where the Ravens are. Just think about that. And and one other guy I wanted to hit on to the Ravens, is this the week Dobbins finally breaks out for the Ravens? Because I don't think Ingram's supposed to go. No, it's either it's going to be Dobbins or Gus Edwards. Yeah. The Gus bus all the Gus bus. I mean, that's a tough matchup, right? But they run the ball so much. Someone's going to have to get some points. All right, uh, from a total standpoint, what, what do you think that happens here? Man, let, let's pull it, up, pull it up right here. It's at 44 and a half. It's actually gone down. It opened at 49. I don't know. That that's seems a five-point drop. Yeah, it is, but... You know, you have to. we've seen a lot of bad weather, right? And I know it's not supposed to be as bad in Baltimore, but... I don't know. That seems about right to me. I, I don't love one side of the total here. How do the rich keep getting richer? Because all of a sudden, the defensive line, look at look at the Ravens, like, in Gawkwe. Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell. I, I forgot they had him until, like, a few games back. You know, when you see him running out there, and you're like, man, that guy looks like Calais Campbell. And then they turn around, that is Calais Campbell. How the hell do they keep getting him? I mean, for, for a while, they try to show some love to Earl Thomas. You know what I mean? Like, I guess if you have a quarterback, and that's what the Texans should have. If you have a a system, and I guess it makes it 
more attractive if you have the coaching, obviously, with Harbaugh and you had the system set up. It makes it attractive for a free agent to say, you know what? I'm willing to go there, you know, like trade me there when they come to Nguaka or whoever it is. And they yeah. say, man, these are the options. These are the teams that are biting. Where do you want to go? And they, did, you, did you say Baltimore? You say, man, ship me off right now. Yeah. Appreciate you, Minnesota. It's been real. It's true. And the funny thing with the Ravens is they lose Earl Thomas, but you don't even notice it. Do you know they've been playing Jimmy Smith at safety? You know, because because yeah. they have a plethora of defensive backs. You know, they could just start switching guys around. That's that's the advantage of having that. I mean, they're trouble. Again, the rich get richer. In this particular game, it's a low total. It's draw five points. But if you go to – if history tells you anything, it's a low-scoring game. But these particular teams are built a little bit different. Oh, man, I don't I, – I, because, okay, they're good on defense. What if a turnover? When you have a, when you have a low total like that, and decent, decent offenses, then you're hoping that no turnovers because a short, what up, a touchdown to the house? It's yeah. scary to even, I'm staying away from that total. Me, me too. And we've seen Big Ben. I mean, he's been turning the ball over quite a bit. He, what did he do, two or three picks against the Titans last week? And in that trend that I always tell people, Steeler away games, they're like 65% to the under because there's always a premium. We've used that trend about three times this year. I think they even, against the Giants, it worked. Against the Titans, it worked last week. It's a trend that works. And that's something that you have to be careful on. Be careful. The total's low. It's very well could land between that 44 and a half and that 49 where it was at, though. And then you're going to ask yourself, timing. I lost to timing, not the bet. No, no doubt about it. All right, let's move along. This is another one where the weather could be an issue. Vikings going to Green Bay. Man, this is, especially for Justin Jefferson, he's a guy I have in a, a few fantasy leagues. You kind of worry if, if the wind is going to be that bad, how much you can lean on these guys. But you got to love the running games here. That's for sure. 25-mile-per-hour sustained wind. We talk about sustained and gust. We're talking about sustained wind here that uh, hurts the downfield passing. Uh, is it a big, big gain for the backfield? How much does Cook get coming off of injury? Is this a, is this a blow-up spot considering the, uh, the, the weather? And is it, is it him and Williams going back and forth? I think so. you got to love Williams this week. Start him. If, if you picked him up, start him this week. This is the week to do it. I just, you know, Kirk Cousins doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. So I worry a little bit about Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson, but I also think they're going to be chasing points. So this is one where you don't want to get too cute and just you know let the weather make you bench a guy that's one of your best players. Maybe just use the weather as a, a tiebreaker. If you're trying to decide between this, pair, this player or that player, if, if the weather is, is a factor, maybe you go away from that guy. Jefferson topping that 100-yard mark three or four games, but check this out. How good has Thielen been? He's the number two receiver in the entire league in air yards, only behind Calvin Ridley. So not only is he getting the ball, air yards is where he is as far as distance from the quarterback when the ball is released. He's getting downfield. That's something that's big for Thielen. And you wouldn't think that about Thielen, no, right? And that's you why know? whenever I saw that, I made sure I had that, that little gym because whenever I saw I thought, man, I thought Thielen was more of a, you know, I thought Diggs was the guy last season that broke him. Well, I guess he was, and maybe they said, hey, Adam, you got to you gotta get downfield. You're, you're, the A-dot's got to get bigger around here, and that's what's going on. What do you think is a tougher wind? Like, is it a crosswind, or is it at their back, or, like, do they have to adjust – throwing with the wind or throwing against it because oh, if it's a crosswind i feel like that's a little bit harder to kind of figure out you sure exactly yeah. i mean you you answered everything that you said as you said that it's more predictive because you know that if it's in my back you, front, you know you, you can just you don't have to put as much on it or you have to lean in and like step into it pretty hard if you're throwing against the wind so 
I, I mean, and you're right. Like, if they are playing from behind, then maybe that's something to think about whether or not it is a crosswind. And if it is, then maybe you can change those guys out. But I think you still kind of ride with them. Yeah. Yeah. Take it, it like a putt, right? Like, yeah. like what's what's harder of a putt? Like, I'm, I'd rather ch- have a straight-on putt that's long where I only have to gauge – the power rather than one that's curved and then shorter because then you have to adjust for both. Same thing with the wind. What do you want to do? Uh, adjust the power of your throw or do you want to have to adjust both the power and where it's going and throwing in the, the uh, I guess, the other narratives? No doubt. And that comes into the kicking game too. We talked about this a little earlier. You know, if you can get away from these kickers this week, do it. Try and get somebody that, that's in a dome. I mean, that, that's the way I would approach it. Now, another thing, though, is the amount of zone that the Packers play. Um, that's that's where you can hurt them, and that's where Jefferson is eating against the zones. He he knows he's a smart guy. He knows where to find the soft spot in zones. If they can't get the ball downfield, I tell you, I envision things. I don't. I'm a lunatic with this, so I try to close my eyes, and I'm like, how do I see? I see Jefferson getting like a wide receiver screen and burning one to the house for yeah. some whatever reason. I don't know. I guess uh, I don't think that the wind so exactly is going to hold him down because he he gets so much of the targets like they they know they got to look for him they do and the thing with uh, Jefferson is he was playing in the the slot a whole you know a bunch of times early in the season but they moved him out wide he's running way more of his routes outside and you know with the packers you want to get away from Jair Alexander he's he maybe playing the best corner in the league right now so whoever's in the slot is going to have a rough day rough day Rough day ain't going to happen to you, though, right? Because this is what you're going to do right now. You're going to go to my bookie. In this next segment, Money on My Mind, you're going to have a little bit of flexi. You're going to have a little bit of options. And options is what you have at my bookie because you start an account, use promo code radio, and then all of a sudden they double your deposit. What does that mean? That doesn't mean you're getting rich overnight. That means that now you have space to play. You have a little bit of room to make errors because it's a give and take world in gambling and that's what you have here with my bookie because now you say you do a you're a small timer gambling you're like man i'm just putting on 100 now all of a sudden you have 200 you could break that 200 into individual bets give and take lose here win here at the end of the day though you land the bigger punches and then you go to cash out and that's something also that's extremely easy to do at mybookie.ag use promo code radio and then you could be withdrawing I do it weekly, every two weeks, whatever it is that I try to set my goals to when I go to withdraw. I have that money in my account within a few days. No problem. No hassle. No, hey, keep your account. Uh, you know, keep the money in your account till next week. By the time next week, I'm a degenerate gambler. I'm already gambling that money. I never even see next week. And then I never even see the uh, fruits of my labor. Go to mybookie.ag. And let's enjoy these fruits together. I have an hour left. An hour to put some money in your pocket, and I'm going to do just that. If you go to mybookie.ag using promo code radio, you win, you play, you get paid. My bookie. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. ACA could be tweaked, reformed, or repealed in the future. But for now, employers must comply. Visit hrp.net for help.